0: All right, Dave Plyer, Lauren Lapka, joining us in studio here on 720 WGN. So one of the Chicago's landmark attractions is Graceland Cemetery and chronicling the city's sprawling history, the stories of its people. And, you know, nodding to the famous like Marshall Field, Ernie Banks, uh, Ludwig mies Uh, You know, we look at he's looking at everybody in this thing, the vaults, the markers and calls attention to some less recognized Chicagoans in the cemetery. And joining us is the author of Graceland Cemetery, a brand new book. Adam Seltzer. Adam, welcome back, buddy.
1: Hey, thanks. Good to be here.
0: Absolutely. So, you know, I think we need to start the conversation uh, by telling us about a man named Thomas Barber Bryan.
1: Yeah, Thomas Barber Bryan was the founder of Graceland Cemetery. I sometimes describe him as like a Forrest Gump type character in Chicago history. He just pops up everywhere. Um, He was the founder of Elgin, he spoke like six languages. Would come up with witty poems while being spanked as a freshman at Harvard. <laughs> Bought the handwritten draft of the Emancipation Proclamation uh, with the vice president at large of the World's Fair and also the founder of Graceland Cemetery.
0: Yeah, so he, you know, and this is a guy, too, you know, we had a city cemetery, but it was in pretty horrifying Conditionary. reading some by, of the stories about like
1: a doctor yeah, by all accounts it was it was utterly disgusting out there there was uh, Sandy neglected they hadn't really thought about drainage at all and <sighs> according to the Chicago Times they were always catching uh, drunken people having sex in the cemetery um, that may just be the Chicago Times. They were always having a moral panic about something or other out there. Is that still, these, is these that still a thing? Highly, as, as disgusting as it was, it, these would have been like some highly dedicated Gothic fornicators, and those oh. are my favorite kind of people. So. Oh, my God. Oh,
2: wow, I thought that might uh, not be the weirdest thing. But I, also in your book, you mentioned Brian's connection to H. H. Holmes, which most Chicagoans should know that name.
1: Right, the devil in the white city guy, who was a swindler first and foremost. We think of him mostly as a serial killer. He didn't kill as many people as people like to say that he did this time of year, but it was quite a few. But he also uh, bought a half interest in a copier machine company from Thomas Barber Bryan. A guy in Bryan's office had bought this company and persuaded him to go halfsies with him on it, but Bryan didn't really have time to run a copier machine company. So he found a buyer. It was H.H. Holmes, and Holmes paid him with a seven thousand dollar promissory note, and then never actually gave him a nickel. This led to a lot of lawsuits. <laughs> I realized what I was uh, I did an H.H. Holmes book before this one, and realized uh, how just how much of Thomas Bryan's paperwork I already had in my files because of that.
2: So weird. And, and Abe Lincoln, right? So this guy knows a huge yeah, serial knew, killer. and
1: <laughs> he, met, he met the Pope, he met Abe Lincoln, and he met H.H. H. Holmes, probably the only person who did oh, that. Gosh.
0: Yeah, pretty creepy. And you know what? And I was, again, reading some of these stories about old cemeteries. Like, there was doctors that would go and, and you know, rob, you know, grave rob, and get, you know, oh, bodies yeah. I, for I medical students. Yeah, yeah, to dissect. So, so how did, like, Graceland come about itself?
1: Well, really, it was after Thomas Barber Bryan's son, Daniel, died in 1855. He thought that he, the specific word that he used for the cemetery was repulsive. Yeah. So he started researching cemetery management, which was a very new art at the time. Garden cemeteries and private cemeteries were still a pretty new concept. But he read what he could about things like drainage and how to set it up financially to work in perpetuity, even though eventually all the plots might be sold. And five years later, Grayson was opened.
0: Wow. Wow. And there, I mean, there's so much history here and we talk about the hauntings and everything. And, you know, I'm a little more familiar with Resurrection Cemetery. Lauren is more familiar with Bachelor's Grove in her neck of the woods, you know, but there are just some amazing, amazing names in Chicago history that are buried here.
1: Oh, yeah. Some of them are some of them we all recognize. We still know Marshall Field's name. We should, we should still know Ernie Banks. I know there's a lot of people who were really well known in their time, like Emery A. Stor was the star speaker at every rally from the 1850s to about 1880 or so. And he's just buried in an unmarked grave now. There were whole books of his speeches were published after he
2: died. Uh, now nobody really remembers him. Hmm. I was reading about some of the specific haunted areas of the cemetery, some people claiming like they see mm-hmm. Ludwig uh, Wolf's wolfhound around, or uh, yeah. some <laughs> ghosts around the well. Goodman family
1: that's that's one thing i noticed with uh with in the chicago ghost community i don't think i know a single person who really believes in the ludwig wolf mm-hmm. ghost even like the people who honest to god in their hearts believe that if you go step into bachelor's grove at the wrong time you'll get sucked into the world uh tend not to believe the ludwig wolf one. <laughs> but then again you know what if what if his daughters who was injured in that ball with him was in the iroquois theater fire
0: mm-hmm. okay yeah which was one of the worst hit uh disasters i think in chicago right
1: yeah, one of the uh, that and the Eastlands. Um, it's probably second place in terms of sheer number of fatalities after the Eastlands, and the, the area around that is definitely said to be haunted. Well, here's the thing: one of the ghosts that employees at the old, uh, with the Nederlander Theater, but it was back when it was called the Oriental, and about 15, 20 years ago, uh, I had a, I got a lot of stories about that place from the employees. I'm not really, I wasn't really supposed to talk about going on ghost investigations in there, but. I went on ghost investigations in there. And one thing I heard consistently was one of the uh, ways that it, one of the ghosts they knew about was a little girl. The way that they knew she was there was now and then. This was back when Wicked was there. Uh, every now and then the toilet in box dressing room would flush by itself and they'd hear the sound of a little girl giggling. And Harriet's dad, Ludwig, was the biggest toilet manufacturer in town. Wow. It all tracks, anyway.
0: Nice to have those connections. We're talking to author and historian Adam Seltzer's new book is Graceland Cemetery. All right, we are talking to author and historian Adam Seltzer's new book is Graceland Cemetery. Um, And Lauren Lapka's in studio as well.
2: Yeah, Adam, I was curious. You mentioned that you started as a tour guide at the cemetery. So what were some of your favorite places to show people? Or did you ever experience any kind of paranormal uh, activity yourself?
1: Uh, exactly. Two, th- two spooky things have happened to me at the cemetery. Uh, one was years ago when I was first putting together a tour. I was walking along just down one of the paths, and I heard this voice behind me shout out the word, Tanya! Like you, would, <laughs> like you would shout at someone named Tanya who was about to run into a street full of traffic and didn't realize it. <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness. And I looked around me, and I didn't see any gravestone named Tanya, but the, the word Tanya on it. But I, I did, just a second later, see one where the de- date of death was the day of the Iroquois Theater fire. Oh. So that's kind of spooky, um, but of course you've got to remember we're not exactly in laboratory conditions there. We're, you know, it's the cemetery in in the middle of a city. Uh, and the other one was fairly recently. I was walking around by the grave of Franz Bartholomew, a brewer, and heard the sound, like very distinct sound of someone behind it go, Pew! you know, like somebody hawking up a yeah. loogie. And then I went around and there was nobody there. It would be a better story if it was somebody saying, come join me or something. But, <laughs> but those no, are that, things that, you remember. That, it, that's, that's the movies. In real life, you hear the ghost of somebody hawking up a loogie. <laughs> we had a
0: caller uh, call in, and uh, he said he drove the hearse in Omen 2, which was filmed at Graceland Cemetery, and wants to know what's going on there. Is there the burial still there, or is, is that over with? I have no idea.
1: But they still have variet. Bur- they still have varietal. Oh. There. there was one just the other day, in fact. Um, usually, spaces become available. Well, some of it are family plots that people have owned for a long time, and there's just now somebody dying. But sometimes a family that's not really using their family plot will sell it back to the cemetery, so then spaces become available. I got my eye on a plot myself. I'm trying to find. An- <laughs> i trying to find one opening up, like nice and close to the path where people will see me on the tour.
2: Okay, so then how are you going to haunt and- people when you're there?
1: <laughs> I haven't decided that yet. Um, <laughs> I got We'll figure that out as we go. I tend to plan things day of. But I, I, don't, I don't want my name on a stone. I don't need my body to be there or anything. Just give me a little stone by the path that doesn't have my name, just the dates and then man of mystery.
0: You know what I've noticed, too, is that pictures on, on gravestones were a big thing in the turn yeah. of the century, in the 1900s. And there's, you know, at Resurrection, where my grandparents are, I always see, I like, I know that guy in my head since yeah. I was a kid. I mean, seeing that picture every year. But those have oh, kind of yeah. come back already. I mean, you see them on, on gravestones now.
1: They have, especially now that there's easier technology to do it right. with. They used to be like firing it onto porcelain. You don't really see much of that at Graceland, just, just a handful of them. Other cemeteries like Mount Carmel, they're all over the place. Uh, Bohemian National, they're all over the place. Graceland, a lot less.
0: What uh, would you say are the most photographed um, areas of Graceland?
1: The most photographed, well, the Eternal Silence statue, for sure, by Laredo Tap. We call it the Statue of Death, that one's pretty creepy. There's also a monument to the Kimball family with a uh, with a very worn-away old angel. It's a monument designed by the firm McKim, Mead, and White, who are better known, uh, mostly for their works in New York, but also for uh, Stanford White, the architect's um, antics with chorus girls.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: Uh, you know, rock stars in the nineteen seventies had nothing on it. architects of that era when it comes to debauchery. <laughs> mm-hmm. But there's a faded old angel on it. it you know, you know, marble and marble and Chicago winters just don't really mix.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think that so. That one
1: ends up being photographed quite a lot. It's a gorgeous monument. I've always kind of felt like the slabs on it were meant to evoke piano keys, the uh, Kimball pianos.
0: What about the Getty family and their tomb? I think that's another oh, familiar site. Yeah.
1: That's, well, that's another very famous one. It's uh, just for the architecture. It was designed by Louis Sullivan, and it's almost a perfect example of Sullivan's style the arches, the ornamentation. Uh, one of the great pleasures of research, the book was finding out about Alice Getty, who is the last interment there, Henry Getty's daughter. Uh, she was uh, an adventurer, an archaeologist. She was an expert on uh, on Buddhist art. She had a, a book out called The Gods of Northern Buddhism, Their History, Iconography, and Progressive Evolution Across the Northern Buddhist Countries, uh, published uh, books in Braille for soldiers who've been blinded in the war, had a manuscript burned by the Nazis, lived in a Buddhist monastery in Japan for a while. Uh, she lived like an Indiana Jones character. <laughs>
0: gotcha. Gotcha. You've got some Graceland Cemetery walking tours through Mysterious Chicago that you're doing uh, on yeah. Sunday and I think also sometime next week. Talk to folks about that.
1: Yeah, the, both of the next two Sundays. They're just about sold out for this Sunday. But right now it's an interesting situation. Graceland's main entrance is closed right now. They're redoing it for construction. So we're, we're starting out about halfway up the, up the wall on Clark Street where the alternate entrance is. But that means we get to see some places that are usually just too out of the way geographically to go to on a tour. Adam so I Seltzer some stories that I hardly ever get to.
0: Adam Seltzer, the new book is Graceland Cemetery. You can check out more at MysteriousChicago.com. Adam, thank you for the stories. Appreciate it, pal. Happy Halloween to you.
1: Sure. All right. Happy Halloween to you.
0: Thank you.